Hi, welcome to Quarantined in Kentuckiana, a podcast about those of us living in Kentuckiana and how we're dealing with the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. I'm your host, Jesse Rass. I hail from New Albany. I'm also the co-host of 106.9 Plays, The Morning Play, WVEZ Louisville. And as co-host of that show, I get an opportunity to share stories about my life. You guys get a pretty good glimpse of what it is day to day for the most part through that and through social media of what we go through. Uh, Most people know that we've just recently had a kid. Uh, But one thing that I feel like we have not gotten much of due to schedules being changed and everybody being staying home and not actually going to work is we don't get enough of a glimpse into your stories, your world. And when we do, it's usually in short snippets. So I wanted to do this podcast so that I could get a better perspective on how you guys are coping because we're all in this together, but we're not all going through this equally. Some of us have lost our jobs. Some of us um, have lost loved ones and various other scenarios that maybe I can't even think of. So I wanted to use this as an opportunity for you guys to tell your stories so that maybe some of you out there can realize, you know what, there are people going through this exactly like I am. Or maybe you realize that things could be better or could be worse. The other benefit of this is at some point, the coronavirus, the pandemic, all of that will pass. We don't know when, but it will. It gives us an opportunity to look back and hear these stories again once time has passed and things settle down. Each episode, I'll be featuring someone from a different corner of Kentuckiana. Maybe it's the Indiana side. Maybe it's the Kentucky side. Everybody with a little different story of how we're coping. I hope to get various perspectives on here. I don't really have an agenda. I just want to hear your story. If you'd like to share your story with me, you can send me an email, quarantinedinkentuckiana at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, search for Jesse Rass, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on all of those. So let's get to today's story. It comes from Valley Station from Tiffany. So I'll get Tiffany on the line. Hey. Hey, Tiffany. First off, thank you for doing this. Uh, you're you're sort of my guinea oh, sure. pig in this. So let's get to your story. Uh, so walk us through what life was like for you pre-pandemic. So maybe back in January, what was kind of a typical day for you? Um, life was just pretty laid back, actually. I would get up in the morning, um, leave my house about seven o'clock, go to uh, work for Isco Industry right next, right next to the um, center. Mm-hmm. Uh, would go to work, uh, work till about four thirty. Um, come home, pick my daughter up from work. Um, we would make dinner, um, go to the store if we if we needed to go to the store. It was just just your regular everyday life mm-hmm. and then what were your um, uh, we had actually i was gonna say what what were your weekends like uh, well my husband and i we work opposite shifts mm. so normally on saturday mornings we would get up and you know we would go to the grocery together and go maybe go out and get breakfast or or coffee you know kind of catch up from the from the week yeah and then um my oldest daughter she's married and doesn't live at home she, she would come over and spend time on the weekends and her and her sister would hang out and, you know, nothing, nothing crazy, but it was just, uh, life without restrictions yeah. is, is the easiest way to say it. So now, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a great way to, uh, to, to describe it. So now let's, let's talk about today. Um, like right now. So what is, what is life, a typical day in the life of Tiffany now? <laughs> well, 
my my daughter and I, we had actually planned our first mother-daughter trip and went to New York City the first week of March. Oh, wow. And the day we arrived was when the first case was made public in New York City. And, you know, to, to be honest, you know, you saw people walking around with masks, but it's at that time, you didn't see very many because they were like, the masks aren't going to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by the time we left, we left two days later, there were 13 cases. Wow. And they were still like, you're going to hear these numbers go up. It's, yeah. it's not necessarily a big thing. And then we came home and, um, you know, not even a week later, all of basically all of Times Square is shut down. Broadway went dark, which is why we went up to see a couple of Broadway shows. And, you know, we we just kind of looked at each other like, my God, our timing couldn't have been any better, really. Mm-hmm. At least we got to go up there and do what we wanted to do. Well, then about a week and a half after we were back, my daughter started in with uh, cough, tightness in her chest, uh, running a fever. And at first, I really didn't think much of it. Um, until the fever wouldn't break. So I was just going to take her to our or to our primary care. And it was like, oh, no, it's not that easy anymore. They're like, don't bring her here. You have to call the health department. You have to call the CDC. So this is and what, at that second time, week of March? Um, second, third? Second, third, yeah, between okay. the second and third week of March. About a week and a half after we were back. Okay. And so... Of course, we go to the doctor, and our doctor says, you know, there are things that we have to do before we can even test you for corona. But here's the thing. We don't even have the test. So, (laughs) and a lot of people don't know this. They have to give you a flu test. They have to give you a strep test. Mm -hmm. They have to do blood work. Well, because all of hers came back normal. As he told us, one of two things is going to happen in the next two weeks. You're either going to get better or you're going to die. Wow. So you need to be on quarantine for two weeks. Wow. And I was like, you know, at first we kind of laughed it off. And I'm like, holy crap, like we don't even know if you have it or not. So, you know, and in that time, I'm working from home. Mm -hmm. My husband, who I never see, is now laid off. So we go from hardly anyone being home during the day to everyone in the house being home. Wow. That is, uh, that's quite the shift. It was quite the shift. And and then like a week later, I was, uh, a call was made to me and my position that I had downtown working for my company was eliminated just because of, you know, everything's going on. So so companies are having to restructure. You may not Mm -hmm. lose your job. But but you you may get another job within yeah. it, and if and if you do, don't you dare complain because at least you still have your job. Yeah. You know, and in my case, it actually worked out because I'm closer to home now. Mm-hmm. It's something that I did for 20 years, but you know, I was I was the only one in my house working, and and you know, you think about the families who who both parents have are laid off. And, yeah. and the kids are home all the time. And it's just like, my God, it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. just a lot. It for is. For so many people. 
Uh, and well, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast because there are a wide variety of us out here in, uh, in well, in, across the world, but especially in Kentuckyana. You know, there are some people where only one parent's working. There are some uh, where right. both parents are working and they have to leave. I have friends that they're both working from home and they've got their kids there. So it's there's a wide variety of stories out there. So I wanted to get this. Uh, so now, Tiffany, how is your daughter doing now? She is good. She was able to come off of quarantine and will actually be returning to work on Wednesday. That's great. But the crazy thing is I get a call from my oldest daughter today. She's asthmatic. They sent her home from work with a fever. She was coughing all day yesterday. So now she, she's going through this and it's, it's not necessarily, we're going to go ahead and give you a test. Well, let's see if your fever breaks. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And then we can get you a test Mm -hmm. if we need to. Yeah. And it's like, why can't you just take the test? Yeah. You know, so that you know something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, Wow, Tiffany, I am. Uh... So this has potentially hit both of my kids. And, and you know, uh, over the weekend, I was just, just, for lack of better words, just fucking pissed at seeing people in the store. Like, we're, we're doing what we're supposed to do. Only mm. one person at a time goes to the store. Yeah. You know, and my husband, he's diabetic and has heart failure. So he's in a higher risk. And, you know, I go to the store and I see couples walking, holding hands, whole families, not just, you know, with little ones. I mean, mom, dad, and teenagers with them. And I'm like, seriously, like, Governor Bashir's not getting on the news every day at five o'clock because he has nothing better to do at the mm-hmm. mansion. You need to listen because. You know, I, I made a post the other day, and I was like, "Look, you've gotta, you've gotta heed what they're saying. It's for our own benefit." Mm-hmm. I was like, "In the event something happens to to somebody in my family, God, God may forgive you, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not if you bring this stuff to my family." So, Tiffany, uh, just a, a couple of questions about, uh, you know, about this, and then we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of move away. Um, sure. So, you know, your oldest daughter. She had it. Was was she ever able to take the test and get that confirmed? No, my oldest daughter is the one who's going through it right oh, now. I'm sorry, she, your your she, youngest daughter. Yes, my youngest. No, she was she was not able to okay. get the test. Now, who who I, who was able? Who had to take care of her because you're still working, so you really can't be in there and and potentially risk getting it yourself and then spreading it. And then you just told me your husband is asthmatic. So he's got, or he's got, you know, issues that make him even more susceptible. So how did you guys handle having someone sick and quarantined in your house, but still taking care of them? She's 21. So luckily there's a lot that she could do for herself, but, but we're lucky that in my house, we were basically able to divide it. Okay. Um, I have multiple floors. So we kind of stayed on one floor. She stayed on another, um, just making sure like, like cows were, you know, just, just doing mm-hmm. what you, what you could to, um, make sure if, if she had anything. Now, looking back, it may have 
very well been allergies, but you don't know. Yeah, no, you, and you, especially you just don't know. Yeah, and you can't you can't risk that. Yeah, so yeah, that's you know that's another thing that I've 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 seen stories of. I had you're the first person I've talked to about that, but where you know you have one member of the family, and sometimes it's a kid, sometimes it's one of the parents that comes down with well, it. And then and, I had even I had asked the the doctor when I took her to the when I went with her to the doctor. I'm like. Now, do I need to quarantine? Because, yeah. you know, we were in New York together. I said, what about my husband? We're all in the same house. Yeah. And and the, the, the information we were given at that time was, you're not showing any symptoms. You don't need to quarantine. I'm wow. like, but we're in the same house. Yeah. So, you know, there's yeah. so much conflicting information. So mm-hmm. we just decided to err on the side of caution and, and stay home as, as much as possible. Well, good. Well, good. Well, um, so let's let's shift gears. I've got some. Uh, I don't want to call them. I'll call them rapid fire questions for you. Just um, sure. you know, and feel free if if you want to get lighthearted with this, you can. Uh, if if you don't, that's fine too. I just want your uh, initial answer, okay? Mm-hmm. Um. So first question: What's the biggest thing you feel like you've been you've lost or been cheated out of because of? the pandemic getting to spend time with my daughter that doesn't live here. Yeah. Uh, what's the biggest thing you think you've gained from all of this? Um, you, you realize what, what's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I know we've already, we've kind of talked about this, but just in case there might be anybody else, I've been referring to, um, the, your, your sort of home, as your social distancing bubble. So who, who would you, who is in that bubble with you? Um, basically me and my husband and my daughter. At this okay. Point. Um, if you could trade one member of that bubble with somebody else's bubble, anybody's bubble. So people, you know, people you don't know, who would you choose? My husband. <laughs> 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 All right, so who who's who would you trade? Who would you propose that trade for? Who's bubble? Um. Oh gosh. <laughs> right now, probably my sister-in-law. Yeah. Um. She she just had her first grandbaby, and because of all this, she can't be with a grandbaby like she needs to be. Yeah. And she's in Bloomfield, and she's just isolated there, and you know needs that connection and she can't have that connection right now yeah uh speaking of your husband what's one thing that you've learned about your husband (laughs) due to the um the additional time you've been forced to spend together that you didn't know before this um i'm really grateful we work on different shifts (laughs) (laughs) i've often said with my wife and i that uh our marriage only works because uh, we also work different shifts. We never have to share the bathroom well, at the same time. Well, we, we dated for 11 years before we got married four years ago. And, and the whole time we dated, we were on different shifts. So so that that's kind of like all that we knew. Mm-hmm. That's kind of all we know. So, <laughs> you know. What's, uh, what's something he does that aggravates you? Oh... <laughs> <laughs> um, not really anything. 
time. Good, good. It's, it's just kind of, yeah. Uh, what's the uh, the first thing you're going to do post-pandemic when they say, okay, all clear, you can we can drop the social distancing barrier. What's the first thing you're going to do? Um, get my oldest daughter and, and me and her and my youngest and my husband will we'll go out for dinner. Go on That's for something d- we, we, we always did. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I miss that. We would catch up with each other. Yeah. All right. So that's sweet. And that's, uh, what's the first selfish thing you're going to do post pandemic? Get my flipping haircut. <laughs> I look like Wreck-It Ralph right now. It is horrible. I miss T.C. Wyatt so bad. Oh, my gosh, my hairdresser. Oh. <laughs> I'm he right there with you. may not wear a cape, but, oh, my God, he's a superhero. Oh, and I'm, I'm sure he's going to be quite busy by the end of this. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, let's see here. One last question. What's one thing that you have found has been just an unexpected highlight to your day? Could be a uh-huh. mediocre thing you never noticed before, but now all of a sudden you're like, hey, the mail's here. Ha <laughs> ha, how about that? Um, my dog. My dog seems to notice the, uh, the change and the shift in the household. And like, and like, she's just, she's so happy that people are here all the time now. Mm. And she, she just seems happier, you know? Well, I don't know, uh, you know, when the, when all this is going to end, but I do know that when it does, because it will, someone is going to have to sit down and, and write a manual on how to break it to your dogs that guess what? You know, these last couple of months that we've been together 24 seven, it's over. Right. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of sad dogs. there's been a lot of dog ice cream here. Let's just say that Aww. a lot of ice cream cups for her. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Tiffany, thank you so much for agreeing to be on and tell your story. Um, you know, I, I wish you, you and both your daughters, nothing but the best, um, hang in there. Uh, we're, we're all, you know, in some way, shape or form trying to make the best of what we have. Uh, some of us are doing a little bit better than others. Some of us have it harder than others. I, you know, I'll be 100% honest there. Not everybody is going through this equally, but we are all going through this in some way, shape, or form. Um, we can all still be supportive of that. Absolutely. If you'd like to be on here, tell me your story and share what's going on in your bubble. Uh, just shoot me an email, quarantinedinkentuckiana at gmail.com. Stay safe, take care of each other, and I'll talk to you again next time.